Good afternoon. Today I have Karen with me. Hi, Karen. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, my name is Karen Telling. Um, I live in Portugal. I've been here since 2003. Uh, we first started coming on holiday in the late 80s and uh, we decided to move over right on the spur of the moment, really. Um, We'd always thought we'd come here maybe to retire, but we ended, coming out, ended up coming over when I was in my late 30s and it was early 40s. And we came with absolutely no idea of what we were going to do for work and have just had to kind of wing it, really. And so I wrote my memoir of our move here and our first year um, and also included um, an account of surgery that I had in a Lisbon hospital in 2009, uh, which has left me with significant mobility issues and I'm basically disabled. I'm pretty much housebound. Um, and so I started writing the book mainly to record my surgery experience. And it's not... Um, a gory and depressing and serious kind of thing. A lot of things happened on that journey between being diagnosed and having the surgery. A lot of it really, I felt quite amusing, but also lots of people were just so kind to us and to me in particular um, and made life much easier when it was a, at a very difficult time. Um, it has been described as a, the book as a love letter to Portugal. Um, and I've tried to explain what attracted us to come here and why we're still here. And we don't plan to go anywhere else. I've now got Portuguese citizenship and our lives are, are here now. And I'm sorry, you can hear some squealing in the background. I'm bottle feeding two baby uh, well, two little pups that were abandoned. And um, one of them is complaining that I'm in here and I'm not giving him any attention. So sorry about that. Thank you. What's writing something that you thought you would ever do? I've always enjoyed writing. I remember even at, at junior school, um, one of our teachers, I don't know how many, she was about seven or eight, and she would, if we wrote a nice story, she would actually make it into a little book, just using like wallpaper as the cover. And, um, and I was always writing stories about princesses and dragons and all that kind of things and fairy stories. But she would always make them up into these little books for me. Um, and then, you know, I carried on with my education and then started work and it wasn't something that I continued to do really but it's always been there I've always had an interest in languages I spoke French very well at one point it's a bit rusty now um, I went on to teach English as a foreign language so I was you, you know using English and getting to grips with all the grammar and things um, and then as I say it was just recording what happened um, when I had my surgery, that was the first 
major thing I wrote about. Um, and then I left it, that was about 2012, left it for years and came across it last year during lockdown, having a tidy up and a sort out of the filing cabinet and thought, okay, I'm disabled now, I'm retired now. I've got the time to do something more with this. Um, and I finished it probably in July of this year. It's quite difficult for me because I don't sit. Uh, I'm sitting at the moment, but it's unusual for me to sit because uh, my back is so painful all the time. So I actually wrote most of it lying flat on my back and on my phone with my thumbs. <laughs> um, so it's not as quick a process for me as it is for for other people for that for those reasons but I've enjoyed it was only published in the end of August uh, so it's fairly recent um, but I've enjoyed the kind of marketing of it and I'm interested to see my figures every day of how many copies have gone out or how many pages have been read and I've had some lovely feedback and lovely reviews so um, it overall it's been a really nice and really positive experience when you initially started writing it was it just to get it down out of your head or were you actually planning on releasing it no no um it was purely to get it down on paper i think um 2012 you know that there weren't the self-publishing options then and i had absolutely no confidence that i would ever have anyone interested from traditional publishing so it never occurred to me that anyone else would read it. It was purely for me. Um, and just to, while it was still fairly fresh in my mind, um, to remember those people and acknowledge the help that they gave me and how much they helped me at that time. Um, and it's only with the advent of the Amazon, you know, the KDP and being able to self-publish that it actually, I thought, yeah, okay, we might just have a go at this and see if I've got enough material, if I think it's interesting enough. Um, and what have I got to lose, really? I'll put it out there and see what happens. So that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> and when I looked you up, before we done this it said it's crying out for a sequel so is that something that's on the cards <laughs> I wasn't planning to I thought I'll just do this and if I never do anything else I've published a book and that will be fine and to my surprise I've had a lot of comments from people saying oh I was sorry when it ended and I, I wanted it to go on longer and I was enjoying it so much and I really hope that there's a sequel and part of me at the time thought but I don't do anything now I'm I'm housebound I don't have any more stories to tell but we have rescued a lot of animals over the years the first the the first book, <laughs> because I have started the second, um, does talk about the dogs we had that we brought with us to Portugal and their stories. And also the first cats that adopted us in that first year and another dog that came into our lives. Um, 
but that has continued and virtually every year since we have found, adopted or rehomed puppies, kittens, dogs, cats, whatever. Um, some we've kept, some as I'm doing at the moment, I, I take on as abandoned puppies, maybe even only a day old and bottle feed them wean them get to them to a point where they're able to be adopted um, and then we look for homes for them and that's the point I'm at with these two at the moment so I decided that I would maybe look back at some of the other animals and I would concentrate this book more as on the animal stories but as I've started writing it bits of us are creeping in so it's it's going to be a bit of a mixture it won't be as detailed because I'm going to bring it right up to date so the first book was basically covering a year this is going to cover from 2004 or 5 up to date um, and there will be a lot more animal stories in it and there will be a bit of what was happening to us at the time in this as well um, so we'll I'm just writing down different bits at the moment and then I'll see how they all fit together and whether it's something that people might want to read. I don't know. <laughs> I already want to. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think lots of people are interested in the, in the animal sort of side of it as well. Um, that, that will definitely be the focus. But like I say, we will creep in and out a little bit <laughs> we can't help but sort of include how things were going for us at you know any given time um you know before my operation there was more to talk about trips that we've made or um after the operation there'll be some maybe about my recovery and my physio and everything that i've done um but also i've continued doing the the animal rescue part as as much as I can so so that's you know what I'll concentrate on and do you have the writing bug now is it something that you want to carry on doing once you've written <laughs> a second book <laughs> well I'll I'll see I'll see if I've got enough material and I can produce a second book if it works I'm not getting much writing time at the moment because I'm with the pups a lot um, but once I can concentrate on it again, I'm hoping maybe I can have it ready for January, February time. Then I would like to try my hand at some fiction. Um, whether that will work out, I don't know. But there are things in the back of my mind that once I finish the next project, um, I'll maybe have a go. I won a short, well, I came second in a short story competition, again, about 2012. Um, and it, it was a very short 2,000 words or something. Um, but it was published in an anthology. And so we never know. We well, obviously have talent, so that's a good start. <laughs> I, I don't know. Not for me to say, but I, I hope that, it's a, you know whatever I write is enjoyable in some way for some people I know not everyone's going to enjoy it um 
but as long as the people who do enjoy it really like it then that's great and like I said I have had some really lovely feedback from people so we'll see we'll just see what happens <laughs> have you had a lot of support from other authors since you started writing well I didn't really know anyone um, to start with but through Facebook um, and Instagram and things you know I've, I've set up accounts to publish the uh, yes when I published the book but to publicize it um, and through that I have got in touch with uh, lots of other um, writers Facebook groups um, and through Twitter, people following me and obviously following them back. So um, it's it's certainly developing. Um, so from a complete standing start with no track record, with no online presence as a writer, uh, the last two months has been a real education. <laughs> and it's it's just another part of my life's journey now. Yeah, it's lovely as well, isn't it? Um, especially the community, generally, the book community is quite a nice one, I find. Yeah, it, it is. There's lots of support, uh, lots of help, lots of tips. Um, it's it. I found it very welcoming, really, even for a complete, complete newbie like me. Um, but yeah, it's it's been really nice. And you said you'd had um, reviews and stuff. Have you had quite a lot of feedback from readers? Yeah, I mean, like, there are about, I don't know, 40 or 50 on Amazon. Um, I've had a lot more um, either email or comments on my Facebook page. Um, people that know the Algarve, that know Covera where we live, that know the people and the places that I write about. Um, and that resonates with people as well. And it's why I chose the cover of the book, which is the photograph of Carvera Beach, which everyone who has been here will instantly recognize. It's used a lot um, in travel brochures and even on um, TV adverts for Portugal. They pretty, often will use um, a photo of Carvoero Beach. So it's it's quite an iconic sort of landscape. Um, and I thought anyone who sees it and recognises it, maybe they'll want to pick that, that book up because Carvoero has a very loyal following. There aren't that many people who come and only visit once. Most people have been coming for years and then their kids grow up and then they bring their families. Um, and it's it's a, just a really well-known place. And we have lots of visitors from not just the UK, but France and Germany and Netherlands. This year we had a lot of um, Spanish and even you know the North Portuguese come down to the Algarve for their holidays when everything closes in August. Um, so it's uh, it's it's not just aimed at the UK market, but there's lots of other nationalities as well that will recognise it. Um, so I forgot what your question was now. <laughs> <laughs> Readers. 
<laughs> oh, <you> comments. <laughs> yeah. comments from readers yes um yeah no I've had lots of really nice feedback and as I say it was some of the feedback that made me think about writing a sequel um one person wrote on my Facebook page tell Nick to feed the puppies because I need your next book <laughs> <laughs> so he wasn't overly chuffed with the idea of getting up at three o'clock in the morning to feed them that <laughs> no <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> I'm not always that keen on it myself I have to say <laughs> no that's that's a horrible time oh. <laughs> but judging by how noisy they were a minute ago then I imagine it's worth feeding them just to shut them up <laughs> yes yes because the minute they're fed they just normally go straight off to sleep, go into a little milk coma. Um, and that's them for about three hours or so until the next feed. Now we can stretch it out a little bit more. I'm getting up at half six and feeding them at half six. And they get their last feed at night about half 11. So they're gradually going for a little bit longer. Now they're bigger and uh, a bit more robust than they were. And <laughs> um, what's been your standout moment so far since you uh, released a book into the world? I don't know. Um, I, I thought once I had a physical book, that would be my um, feeling of achievement. And I suppose it was, but it's. I don't think things are ever quite how you imagine they're going to be I didn't have a kind of moment I just went oh yeah that looks nice <laughs> I think just getting the, the first feedback from people that don't know me you know friends and family are obviously biased and have been very supportive and um, kept me going and my my mum, my sister, my cousin, they have been, um, you know, have you done any writing today? <laughs> Keeping me on track. Um, but for people who I've never met and they don't know any of my history or any of our background at all, for them to, to comment and say how much they enjoyed the book and how much they'd like to read some more of my writing and stuff, that's, that's the best thing. What's your biggest dream? What would you like to happen with it? <laughs> Just for people to keep buying it and keep enjoying it, really. I love to check my figures of how many books, how many pages have been read. Um, I find that quite satisfying as well. Um, I've had a lot of support from local outlets as well. So there are quite a few shops here in the village and and neighbouring towns um, who have been great at stocking it for me and helping publicise it as well and all the local newspapers have featured it. Um, so I'm not expecting ever to be a bestseller or have any, you know, it's not going to be a movie, it's not going to be anything like that. But if people still want to buy it, read it, enjoy it, and let me know that they've done so, then that's brilliant. 
And when you're not writing and not rescuing animals, <laughs> what do you enjoy doing? Well, I'm I'm really limited now. Um, but I've always been quite a sort of homebody, really. Um, I've all, always worked from home for years and years. The last time I actually went into an office was probably sometime in the early 90s. So um, we've had our own business and I did the accounts from home. And so I am I'm used to being at home. I've always loved reading, um, which I think is inevitable. I don't think many writers aren't also avid readers. Um, I love crochet and I do a lot of crocheting for charities. Um, either for auctions or directly for homeless people and stuff. So every winter I do hats and hand warmers, which are given out to um, needy families or, as I say, the homeless. Um, I've started painting, but only at the moment painted by numbers, but I love it. Um, and don't I don't think I'm very artistic at all but I'm hoping that by starting doing painting by numbers I will learn maybe a few kind of techniques of how to actually you know get paint onto the canvas so I enjoy that even though it's a bit of a cheat <laughs> but maybe I'll, I'll develop it maybe I'll get some classes or something but really as long as I've got my animals around me and the internet and books, I'm happy. Um, if you're able to spend a day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend a day with? I would, the first name that comes to mind is Marianne Keyes, because I think she would just be really good fun to be with. Um, let me think I enjoy Kate Moss's books um, the Labyrinth uh, trilogy um, and I have a very strong affinity with that corner of France so um, that would be fascinating really because um, that's something that I, I'm really interested in um, I also really like and I can't just get her name at the moment. Oh, let me think. I'll have to come back to that. I know, Jenny Eclair. I enjoy her books. And I was surprised because I'm not generally a fan of sort of celebrity authors. Uh, but her books, I think, are really interesting, really enjoyable, have... They're an easy read, but I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that you want to read them, but they often have quite a, a deep message, whether it's on aging or um, female relationships and maybe disappointments and things. Um, a few of her books I found really interesting. And obviously she's very funny as well. I do. I, I've tried to do it in my book, have a lot of light-hearted moments because 
I am someone who sees the funnier side of most things, even when it's not really appropriate. <laughs> but I can't help but just see the funny side of things. Um, even like I say, when I was in hospital and it was a stressful time, but I could still see the the funny parts and the incongruous things that happen. Um, so I would always tend to go for probably somebody with a, a good sense of humour. So that's why I'm thinking Jenny Eclair and Marianne Keys. You can see uh, Trixie's come to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> and how is she? She's good, yeah, she's a nutter, but she's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> she looks very cute. Yeah, she just, just dumped herself on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> well, our two grown-up dogs are safely away because they would just take over. They would just howl the place down and be knocking everything off the table. And so they're safely tucked away at the moment. I just hope a delivery driver doesn't come because they really will howl the place down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you were able to travel to any period of time, either forwards or backwards, where would you go? I think probably 1950s America, the start of rock and roll. I know there are lots of issues that were not great at that time. But the kind of rise of the teenager and the Elvis and all of that energy and all of that um, excitement and the novelty of it, of it all must have been quite something. So I think I would like to, you know, do a Marty McFly and go back <laughs> to that sort of era. Have you read um, 112263 by Stephen King? I haven't. I've seen it uh, mentioned a lot um, on various you know, blogs and sites and things. Um, so I, I will. That'll, it'll be on my, my Kindle soon, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, it's just awesome. Um, but yeah, reading about that time in America as well, um, he yeah. really nails it I think not that I was alive in 1960s or 1950s America <laughs> but you know <laughs> to me it feels like he nailed it so yeah it's good all right okay well I like I said I'd seen it recommended a lot um but I have I don't know how many hundred books in my kindle um I don't know if I'll ever get around to reading all of them. I just keep adding and adding to them. Um, but yeah, that'll I'll get that on my Kindle very soon. Yeah, I'm the same. I read um, Kate Moss's Labyrinth and I knew that she'd written more and I haven't had a chance to read them yet. So yeah. I have them, but yeah. <laughs> They're quite a, um, an investment in time, those books. Um, I really, really enjoyed them, but you have to concentrate. You know, they're not the kind of thing to read a couple of pages a night before you go to sleep. You need to set aside a good chunk 
of time to really get into them and, and get the best out of them, I think. Yeah, definitely. Well, I can't think of any more questions for you, Ernest. Is, is there <laughs> anything that I haven't asked you that you want to tell us about? No, I, I don't think so. I don't think I'm really very interesting. So, um, Of course you are. That... You sound very interesting. <laughs> well like I say especially now when I go from one bed I have a bed in the living room I have you know my bed in the bedroom and I go from one to the other um so it's it's not a very interesting existence at the moment but um that's why I'm kind of surprised that the response that I've got from people wanting to to read about us and read more and asking for the sequel and everything um so, you know, I don't think there's anything that I can say more about, <laughs> about me and my life. Um, but just maybe watch this space for an update coming in the new year. Fabulous. Well, if uh, people would like to buy your book or they'd like to contact you or find out more about you, where can they do that? Um, well, I have a Facebook page, Karen Telling Writer. And I'm on Twitter. I think my Twitter name is Karen Telling Four or something. Um, but obviously through Goodreads as well. I'm I have an author page on there, and um, I have an author page on Amazon. Um, and I will be if I feel like I do have another book in me, then I will be signposting it and. Um, probably put it up on pre-order just to let everybody know that it is coming um but i'll i'll wait till my puppies have gone first and then i'll concentrate on it and get back to it but probably facebook is the the easiest way to get in touch awesome well that's all i have for you then thank you very much <laughs> thank you